0: JP, stop me if you've heard this one before. Let the players play, let the coaches coach, let the officials officiate, and let the spectators be positive. Wouldn't it be nice if it was simple enough that we could just read that before every athletic event and everyone would stay in their lane and fulfill their roles without challenging anyone else. And we know that let the spectators be positive is really a euphemism for parents in the stands, asking them to keep their distance and just to enjoy the show. I think what we're learning in this process of being more transformational is that there are parents out there who mean well and come into your sporting experience as a parent with a genuine curiosity, not a judgmental curiosity, not one that's looking to poke holes in your strategies or your systems, but one that really just wants to have a better understanding of what you're doing as a coach, how you're interacting with their child and why you're doing what you do. And this week on the podcast, we're gonna talk a little bit about Why not answer those questions before they're asked? Welcome to the Coaching Culture Podcast. My name is
1: JP Nurbin, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Nate Sanderson. Every week on this podcast, we try to give you some practical tools and tips to help you grow as a leader and build your culture. If you'd like to learn more about how we serve coaches or get some free resources to build your culture, head on over to thriveonchallenge.com.
0: This week on the podcast, we're going to wrap up our conversation about how to engage parents in our programs. And this week, we're going to talk about the issue of transparency with a couple of the coaches in our mentorship program who have found a way to draw back the curtain and be able to share much more proactively than I know I've done in the past, JP, about the kind of culture that they're trying to build, about their systems and strategies, and about how they can engage parents to gain some valuable feedback to help their programs grow. So our first
1: guest today is Sean Keating, who coaches boys basketball at St. Peter's High School in Minnesota. And I've had the fortune of working with Sean for three years in the mentorship program. And he was really clever. He took something that I think most of us as coaches view as an inconvenience, and he turned it into something that was a positive tool for reinforcing his culture. He transformed the weekly parent email, that email that every coach feels obligated to send out to parents to communicate what's going on. Well, he's taken that and he's done a complete 180 on that. And it has been very powerful in developing and building his culture. So Sean, most coaches have that email that goes out to parents every week or every month, kind of giving them the information that they need to make sure that their players are where they need to be when they they need them. But you took a little bit different approach to this parent emails thinking you could just start by just telling a little bit about what you do that's different than the normal parent email that coaches send
2: for me i it was a great way to start like planning my week as well and to communicate to parents um, effectively and so I think putting in the normal schedule things and the times um, was was obviously important because sometimes those Channels of communication between the player and their parent aren't always on the same page, but then I just kind of opportunity to use it to communicate to the parents about our program, our culture, what we're doing and try to give them some insights um, to things that they don't see because they're not at practice every day
1: why was that so important that you started to give them a little bit of insights into the culture aspect though?
2: Um, For us that that's become the most important thing about what we're trying to do is we're trying to um, help young men, you know, reach the the potential for who they can be as, as people along with basketball players. And um, because that's our, our focus, I think it's important for parents to understand like what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that word transparency, I think is really important. and you want parents to, to be along for the ride with you. And so understanding about our mental health Wednesdays and understanding about um, the journaling we might do or the conversations in the units. Or, for example, um, when we've had Google Forms and we're sharing responses the players have had with our parents, um, it helps the parents understand that it's more than just about, you know, that transactional experience of just playing basketball it's It's about trying to become better people, and um, it gives them some evidence for what we're doing and why we're doing it.
1: So before we kind of get jump into some of the ways that those things that you're doing have positively impacted the culture because I definitely know that they have, you know, how are you structuring this email? You know obviously, you know you've included, like you said, the details of what's going on that week, but how are you kind of structuring the email to really kind of pull back the curtain on your program?
2: So typical email would, would, um, start off with like, um, an introduction recap of, of the last week, maybe pointing out, um, some of the highlights or things that happened. Um, so as I start off recapping the last week, it might be something kind of behind the scenes. I'm not sitting there recapping the games or anything like that. I'm going to, Um, take some time to maybe talk about, you know, an email I got from a parent of another program and what they said, or I'm going to um, talk about something positive that happened within our program. So I'm going to give some evidence in there. Um, I'm also going to use um, the email as an opportunity to, you know, point out or emphasize um, things that have happened within our program um, that were, that were positives. And I'm also going to use the time to preview the upcoming week. I take a little bit of time to preview each opponent because sometimes parents like to know a little bit about the teams we're playing. Um, and then anything that's in evidence, I might put in some highlights from Huddle. I might put in like the bench going crazy. i might I'm just using it as an opportunity to highlight artifacts of our program that I think sometimes parents don't get to see.
1: There's so many great things about what you're talking about there. One is you're providing affirmation like, you know, of their son's effort or how they handle themselves, you know, you know, because, and it's not just affirmation coming from you, but you're, like you said, you're sharing comments that you've heard from other communities. And I love that you you keep using that word evidence and that you're really driving home the specific behaviors. I see so often coaches, you know, they're going to Talk about the evidence on when it comes to the, the the scoreboard and the box score, you know, who was the big score, who got the award here. But you're talking about the values, the things that are really, really important to you guys when it comes to your culture. You're highlighting those things. I just absolutely love that because I think so often we may even have that really awesome parent meeting at the beginning of the year where we communicate all those things that we value and we care about, but they don't hear about that until maybe the end of the year sports, you know, uh, or the banquet, right? Here, you're not letting them forget about those things. This is what's most important to us. This is what's most important to us. I think the other thing is, you know, the framing of the narrative is so important here. I think so often in the midst of a, you know, tough season, you might be losing games. People lose that perspective, but you're saying, no, but there's still good things going on here, right? There's still the most important things going on here. I love that aspect as well as just even that transparency on the scouting report, I don't you know there's so many times where I think people maybe even have expectations to beat a certain opponent uh because they're four and five, but they may have played, you know, the and lost to five of the best teams in the state, you know, and I've seen your email, so I know you're able to give some of those insights, like, oh, this is a tough they've played a tough schedule, you know, like and you're trying to even manage some of the crazy parent expectations that sometimes can create problems in your program, right?
2: Like sometimes we the old school method was to kind of pull yourself as a head coach away from the parents and and try to kind of build that wall and say, I'm going to coach and you're going to, you know, cheer on your kid. And, and that's about the end of it. But um, obviously with what you've been doing with transformational leadership, we understand that we're trying to get parents to come along for the ride. And I, I've had a lot of parents tell me that they really just appreciated the communication um, each week and um, my wife doesn't always love that every Sunday morning I take, you know, an hour or two to to pen this out. But once I have that out of the way, it makes me allow my Sunday with the family, um, be much, you know, just more relaxed. Cause I know we have our schedule mapped out. We've got this sent out, um, parent communication and parents really, really appreciate, um, that detailed of an email. A lot of parents tell me how much they Look forward to it. And I've had parents, you know, the reason I added the scouting report is a parent said, you know, I'd kind of like to know what we're getting into each night. And when you pull back the curtain and you're allowing them to see every aspect of your program, I think it actually builds more trust with your parents. I think trying to just again build that trust and build that walk of parents coming along the ride of the season with you, and not always to feel that like if you see a parent in the hallway, you can't greet them, you can't say hello. Um I think just building more of that report with your parents and making them feel a part of it and along the ride um, has had a lot of benefits to our program. It doesn't mean that that we're perfect in any in any way, shape, or form, but I think it's it's started the process, and I think if we keep doing it year after year, it's only going to get better
1: well, one of the things that I think I need to point out about your emails is that you put a bit of yourself within an email, and what I mean by that is I think sometimes I look at some of the coaches that I work with and I see their emails to parents and it's like a robot is on the other side. Like, it's just like, whoa, you know, like it's just very much factual. Whereas I feel like your personality, your, your sense of humor, your, your passion, you know, for, for, their, for the kids, um, your passion for coaching, like it, it comes out within the email. Your personality comes through that email. And I think that humanizes you more Personally, this is my opinion on this, but is like as you humanize yourself more, it's a little bit harder for parents on the other side to fire off something back of like, well, why the heck are we having team meal at this time, way before the game? You know, like you're gonna, you're not, they're not as quick to criticize sometimes, and they're they're a little bit more quick to just to kind of be understanding. So that's something I
2: see that you do is really really well. I, I think again, it's really important because yeah, you're right on it. It, it humanizes you and. Sometimes over email, the one thing I have learned is sometimes things aren't always you know, translated um, perfectly. So maybe sometimes you're trying to make a little joke and, and things might come off a different way. So you do have to be a little bit careful about what you're, what you're putting in there. But I think it's just really, really great because the parents, the, the kids get to see, maybe they get themselves highlighted in there, maybe something, and it just builds that communication with them. And I also love when a parent then asks them, hey, I saw you did this thing on Tuesday about journaling, you know, about your, your responses to mistakes. You know, I think it just promotes that conversation at home too. Um, and so I've just see nothing but positives out of it.
1: And I think that's where it's like one hour of your time on a Sunday, the, inv- the return on the investment, I think is really hard to calculate. First off, you may have had way more parent conversations that ate away hours of your time in a week, but also just a buy-in you may have, act, you may have won an extra game because of that, because, you know, a, a player comes home and they're disgruntled and, you know, the parent reinforces some message that you communicate through that email. So I think it's just really, really powerful reminder of like, yeah, that one hour commitment. Some coaches may, I don't have that time. It's like, well, maybe you don't have the time to not do it. You know, like you, you have to do this type of thing. So Appreciate you sharing with all, with all of us, uh, this really, really practical thing.
2: One more thing I I would add is that, um, I also like make sure to blind CC, like our superintendent, our AD, our principal, um, maybe you have alumni in your program that want to just keep tabs on it. Maybe you have people that just really love coming to your games. And so I've built that email list on over the years. And, and again, I think it's, it's great for people if they get that email. I have parents that their kids have graduated years ago, but they're like, hey, get me on the list because I want to know what's going on in the program. And, and so I think you can build it up that way, too. And uh, a lot of people just appreciate it. I send it, my, you know, my parents are on there, my, my brother and just different people that want to know what's going on in your program. So I think you can build up that email list and, and it's a great way to promote your program.
1: Now, Sean took that parent email and he used that to highlight the good that's going on in the program. Now, our next guest is Nick Pokias, who's a high school basketball coach, also from Minnesota. And he decided to pull back the curtain on an area of his program that few coaches feel they need to pull back. And that is the tactical side of the game. And he offered his parents a presentation where he would go through the X's and O's of their offensive system because there was a lot of questions being asked around why we run this system. Now, here's Nick sharing a little bit about that parent meeting. So Nick it's been incredible because you know I've only known you what seems like I don't know 3 or 4 months now but you know in our relationship one of the earlier things that you kind of made clear to me was the importance to you of the relationship between you and your parents of the program like you understood how important they were and so you know you've taken some leaps of faith and tried some new things and I was kind of hoping you could share with our listeners a little bit about this activity you recently did Kind of explaining the X's and O's of of why you do things within your offense.
3: Sure. So uh, before we started our summer programming, I just had a sign up for all our activities, and some of the sign up was for parents to participate in some gatherings. And one of them was an X's and O's session where uh, any parent that was wanted to participate would come to a classroom, and we would sit down and go over the X's and O's of our offense and discuss our defense and all of our strategies. And so what we did is all the parents came in and it exactly was that we kind of did a little, little intro, um, introduced ourselves to each other Well, they knew me, but they introduced themselves to each other if they didn't know each other. And I literally went down and did like a blackboard session with the parents of, um, or a whiteboard session with the parents, I should say, with, with all our X's and O's and why we do it, um, gave common terminology, answered questions that they may have had from the past, and just had a really good dialogue. Um, it ended up, we, we scheduled an hour and it ended up lasting about an hour and a half. So um, I think it went really well. I mean, we went to all kinds of details, but that's kind of a summary of the, uh, the activity we did together.
1: Well, I think what's really cool there is first off, I've never heard of a parent meeting going over that people enjoyed. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Uh, and it sounds like people are really enjoying that. What, I was just curious there, you said you gave them a list of different options of things that they could show up and attend. What were some of those other options that you gave them as far as, uh, things that they could attend throughout the year?
3: Um, it was the X's and O's meeting that we already had. And then we have another one coming up about the culture of our program. And we're going to be doing that at the, end of the month where we kind of sit down as a group, me and myself and any parents that are able to participate and just talk about the culture and what visions that we share for the young men that we, you know, their sons and the, their, the sons that I coach and hope, looking forward to that dialogue as well.
1: No, I love it because it's all about transparency, which, you know, we just recently had some episodes with Asia MAPE, who's an advocate for sports parents and really big in sports parents education. And she just constantly talks about the importance of, you know, consistent communication, not just that one meeting, but consistently communicating what we're doing, why we're doing it. And and you pulled back the curtain on X's and O's, which I think a lot of cur- coaches feel like that's not, you know, the parents shouldn't get involved in that. They shouldn't, they shouldn't need to know. So. Why did you do this? Like, what was the big driver behind that?
3: Well, it's it's twofold really, because a, not threefold, I should say. A, I believe in transparency too. I think when you take down those roadblocks and those barriers, it opens the opportunity to communicate, and opens, you know, it takes some of the guesswork out. Because if any parents were guessing anything, well, now they have whether they agree or disagree, they they have the answer. Um, B, um, it, it was because at the end of our last completed season i did a parent survey as a lot of coaches do and one of the questions i uh, i had on there was about um what we do differently or questions do they have and a lot of the questions were around misunderstanding the offense that we run and so i i I took that and i was like well this is a great opportunity to sit down and just hash it out with each other and Three, I, I think it's really good to have the common language and an understanding of what we're doing. I mean, it helps their sons, you know, when they can go home and be like, well, I know what coach was saying when you were saying you didn't do the top cut. And it's a language that we use in our program and the parents are aware of it and the kids are aware of it. And then we're all kind of on the same page together. You know, and like I said, whether they. You know, because I, I kind of when I went did this meeting together, one thing you and I talked about, JP, was like, you know, just it, it acknowledge the fact there are a lot of offenses that work out there. And this is the one that we like for us. And this is why. And we went down that list and, and I acknowledged that with them. And they agreed. They're like, they loved hearing that because they understand, like, this is the one you like and this is what works for our kids and our kids like it. And we now understand it even more, too. And it, it really has opened a lot of doors for really good communication and conversation that I don't think we would have had if we didn't have this opportunity opportunity.
1: So one of the biggest things that I loved about that Nick is that you know you got feedback from the parents which most of the time we as coaches just kind of cringe and just kind of freeze up on and then get defensive but you said you saw it as a great opportunity whereas other people see it as a problem you've seen it as an opportunity an opportunity to not only to really build into these relationships with the parents but to get buy-in so that they can support the things that you're trying to teach these players you know and I think there's just so much benefit from that so already you know you only know, did this recently but you know if i'm right you've already seen some positive effects so how do you feel like it's already positively impacting the program
3: well i think just in, you know we do some summer competitions as a lot of programs do and in one of our recent tournaments where we we performed fairly well and and, and ran our system really well a lot of the parents were very aware that attended the session were very aware of what we were doing and it was great. Like in between games or after the tournament was done, we had conversations, a couple of parents mentioned like, "Hey, I saw that and I saw that. And I don't think we would have had, been able to have those, con- obviously we wouldn't have been able to have those conversations um, about basketball or about the offense that we're doing without this opportunity. Why they came to the session when we had the session was because they, there's never been anything like this before. And they're with the A, some of them uh, were not very basketball savvy at all. And they just wanted to be part of it to just kind of learn more. And some that were basketball savvy really did want to get into the nitty gritty of it. So it was a really good combination of, of people there. And, it, and I think they felt whether they, um, you know, learn more about the offense or, um, or not, I think if anything, they got to know me better and they got to see that I'm willing to kind of extend my hand out there and I want to do whatever I can to help our players be successful. And so um, and I I think the parents
0: are part of that, JP, one thing I love from what Nick shared there, and we've had other coaches kind of experiment with something in the gym with their parents, whether it's an offensive walkthrough or it's a meeting where they're showing them some film is that we know and we hear this all the time that that coaches get so frustrated when a player goes home and on the car ride home or at the dinner table. They get some instruction or they get you know parents encouraging them to shoot the ball more. They got to do this or they got to do that. That doesn't fit their system. It's not the role that's been assigned to that player. And it's easy for us to just, again, read the mantra and say, let the coaches coach and let the spectators be positive. But we could also take another step, as Nick has kind of described for us there, and just open up the playbook a little bit to share what do we expect from your son and how does that fit into the overall scheme? And I love how he did that with his program.
1: Now, our last guest is Billy Armstrong, who is the head boys basketball coach at Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. And Billy has taken a pretty drastic approach to pulling back the curtain on his program because he's pulled back the curtain and he's welcomed the parents in to have conversations with him about their frustrations and even at one stage to bring them in at the end of the year to come in and talk about what are some of their frustrations and where they want to see the program grow and where they want to see some changes being made. So, Billy, you have a really drastically different approach when it comes to communication with parents in your program. It's something that I absolutely love and really admire about you because it's been tested, honestly, through some difficult moments in your season. So you know, what's your approach to parent communication and specifically like the hot topic
4: of playing time? Um, so the very first thing is that uh, I tell them up front that I do speak and talk about playing time. So, and I know maybe sometimes that's different because I've, you know, I've heard a lot of coaches that don't want to speak about playing time at all. Uh, but I tell them from the very beginning from the door um, that I do speak about playing time. Um, it is the currency that we are uh, you know, that we're operating in as coaches. So um, I guess that idea and that concept of going to a job and they don't want to tell you how much money you're, you know, you're going to make or what your salary is. So um, we, uh, that's the currency we're dealing with, so I, you know we talk about playing time the very beginning, I do lay out our playing time presentation ahead of time, and then so they know you know who plays and why they play and how they can earn more playing time, and then I kind of leave it to where you know we we can have those conversations. I'm, uh, I encourage them,
1: but you also set some boundaries kind of around those conversations as well, right?
4: Yeah, so the I mean the boundaries are key, and they just have to be communicated clearly. So um, I and mean, we do a lot of the simple stuff. I mean the one the first one the obvious one is really just like the twenty four hour rule that we've all heard. And it's not an easy thing. I do explain in our parent meeting to the parents that um, it's emotional. Games are emotional for everybody, for the coach, uh, for the referees, for the players, for the parents. So it's just in everybody's best interest, let's just take 24 hours, um, as opposed to, you know, coming right after a practice or right after a game or things like that. So we set that boundary. The other thing that we do is we do it face-to-face. That, that's really big. Uh, we're not gonna have a conversation over the phone. I don't know if I'm just maybe old fashioned or old school. I, I, um, body language and, and, and tone, I think is so important in the communication. So I just want people to see my body language when I'm speaking with them. Uh, but the boundary is the 24 hour rule. And then you have to send me an email to my school email address and request a meeting. And then I'll come back with you, you know, very quickly with times. Um, and then the other thing is we do. And this might just be a little thing of mine, but we always do it a lot of times on a Sunday. And uh, we do it when there's nobody around. Uh, And the reason why I do that is uh, it just might be my own paranoia, but I just don't want other players seeing me have a parent meeting. Um, I don't know. And it's just like, sometimes they start making up stories and it's like, well, you're talking to Johnny's parents and now all of a sudden he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to uh, get more playing time or whatever. So um, that's basically the boundaries. It's a 24 hour rule. We set up an email, we come in at a time when nobody's around and then we sit down and I tell them that, that it is a, you know, it's a, it's not like a closed ended meeting. Like we can sit there and talk to, you know, we're all blue in the face and stuff. So I have no problems with that.
1: Yeah. And I think it also kind of ties back to another thing that you do. uh, What I want you to kind of mention here is that end of the year town hall, because I think you invite the parents to come in and literally articulate any desired changes they'd like to see in the program. And that's all done in person, not through some Google form or through some email, but you're empowering through them. You know, can you tell a bit about what that is?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty like simple. I mean, I call it like, you know, town hall meeting, like it's kind of like the head of the the email that I send out. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I do it. One is like, I do want the feedback. Um, I do want the feedback from the parents and, um, I want to give them an opportunity to kind of have an open forum and we do set some boundaries with that too. Um, you know, just to kind of give you a picture, we'll go into the cafeteria at our school and I'll set up, you know, I set up the chairs in a big circle. So we're all kind of sitting in a circle and it's kind of like we're all in this together. And, you know, I guess I'm the guy in charge. So like, let me get some feedback. I will tell you that with the feedback, like they, they're really hesitant to, and I almost have to like pry it out of them because it's easier sometimes to give feedback. Like, you know, when the the guy you're giving feedback to is not around, uh, but we have some real open and honest conversations, which is which is really good. So a town hall meeting, it's, um, it's one of the most important things we do. I also understand that I think, one of the basic human needs that human beings have is to feel significant. Um, so I try to keep that in the front of my mind is that um, and not not make it disingenuous, like it's ingenuine, but that I want to make people in my program, the coaches, the players, most importantly, parents. I want them to feel important and significant. Um, and even, you know, some of the parents that have kids that might not play as much. So um, I did run this idea by my assistant coaches and my staff when I first thought of it and they thought it was like the craziest thing that I would ever do. Um, they, I guess they picture some kind of Senator that just got back from DC and it's in this town hall meeting, um, you know, and, and I'm the Senator that's sitting up on stage just getting ripped or whatever. It hasn't been that, but it's really been valuable to me. The other thing that's so important for me is I guess, I always stick to that that mantra that my players don't always, they don't always do what I ask them to do, but they they always model my behavior. So I wanna kind of set this tone like, yeah, the guy in charge is uh, learning. The guy in charge wants to get better. The guy in charge wants feedback. Um, So I want that to be not just for my players, but for my parents and everybody involved with my program that I'm constantly trying to get better every day. Because I'm not going to do something and ask my players to do something that I'm not requiring of myself.
1: Well, one of the big things that we always recommend for coaches to do is like Google Forms at the end of the year, like get feedback. It's like that feedback's information that can help you make better decisions as a coach. You do a really nice job of it by like making it personal. And I love the idea of the circle because the circle connects people and it says like, hey, we're almost all in this story together to create a great experience for our sons, you know? And I think that really starts to create community and connection. I like the idea also, like you kind of jumped into my next question, which is why do you do these things? And it's like to make them feel valued and significant, which they are, they're the most significant person in that kid's life, right? So that's a huge piece. You know, why else, is there any other reasons why you kind of took this leap to, you know, be so, I guess, counter-cultural, the the world of coaching, like everybody else is saying, we're not going to ever talk about playing time, but here you're going, yeah, I'll have a conversation and you just set up
4: these boundaries. Like, why else did you make this this jump? Uh, It's all, I I don't want it to sound like, um, I don't want it to sound bad or something, but part of it is because I want to win, to be honest with you. Like, I want to win. Like, I want to, you know, and it's not like the be all end all and stuff, but I want to win like a lot of coaches out there and I just felt like the the, the information around it and the, the talk that I'd have with other coaches and some of them, you know, other sports and things like that. It was just kind of the parents are the enemy. Um, and it's like we're trying to build a team. And in high school, whether you like it or not, I mean, probably in college too, the parents are part of this team, you know, so I want them to feel like included, you know, in the team. Um, and I just I for some reason, I always felt that and believe that what what people don't know, they don't like. Like if they don't know something, they automatically are not going to like it. So now where it's like, I try to, uh, for lack of a better word, educate the parents on what we're doing, what we're about, give them opportunities to kind of give feedback. Um, and now it's like, at least they know what we're doing. They know what we're doing. They still might, they still might not like it, but the, at least, at least they know. So that was really kind of it. But it's really like, I just want to get the parents on board on our team because I want to win and be successful. And um, one of the most challenging things as a high school coach, I'd always say, and you and I have talked about, JP, is the car ride home with dad or the car ride to the game. And they're giving their, you know, game plan. Uh, And I always, you know, jokingly ask my players, like, whose game plan are we following tonight? And I'm cool with whatever game plan we follow. Like, let's let's all be on the same page. So it's really just trying to bring them into the fold. Well, I like that. I mean, the whole win
1: thing, I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense because I think so much of our conversations with parents, we waste time. Like we, we really, like they waste so much of our time and energy. And not to say that you have eliminated all parent conversations, but you've probably turned those into more productive conversations from my experience of walking with you through some of those. Yeah. Is that the end result at the end of it is you've got a little bit more buy in uh, because you have done things like these town halls and, and because you've had these conversations. Um, the big thing I want to ask here to finish up is just how has it impacted the culture of the program? Like you obviously have so many friends and, and coaching the community and you, you probably consent and you've been a coach for a long time. So how is this major program better because you've had these conversations?
4: Before we get to the culture part, because it just totally strengthened our culture. But for the first part, it's just make, it made it just more of a joyful experience for me. And there are bumps in the road, and there are tough conversations, and um, it's, this isn't perfect, um, but it's uh, from where I started, my first couple of years coaching, to where that we're at now. It's like for the most part, it's just so much more joyful to like coach um, and show up to work every day. And um, like I said, um, it hasn't eliminated all the problems, but it has minimized them. Um, that's 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 for sure. Um, and then just from the standpoint of, I mean, just overall, I think strengthening our culture. Um, because you now we have more buy-in, not only from our players and assistant coaches, but more buy-in from the parents. And then they know, and I tell them very clearly, like, if anything comes up that you are don't understand or confused with, or have a question, you know, just reach out to me, send an email, uh, and we can have that conversation. The other thing I do with the parent meeting that when we do have one, I tell them this, it doesn't have to be the be all end all meeting. Like we could have a few. The only time I pull things back and change things, and I tell the parents it's up front, If it starts to become the point where like we're just having multiple parent meetings talking about the same thing and it's taking me away from accomplishing my job and taking me away from my players, then we kind of change it. So, you know, so it's really made it more joyful for me and just strengthen our culture um, tremendously. There is one thing that I I just wanted to add, JP, if it's okay, because it's really, really a big thing that I think often goes overlooked is that um, if you do have a parent meeting and you decide to do that, One of the things I do the very next day is I get to the player, uh, the parents that I met with. And uh, this happened just through experience or whatever, because I had two twins that were on my team and their parents were always requesting, um, you know, playing time uh, meetings, basically. And they were two great kids. One didn't play very much. One was our backup point guard. And the one thing that I think sometimes you don't realize and the parents don't realize when you go talk to the coach, the kids feel awkward. And because I think sometimes it's like they don't know how the coach is going to react like, you know, we wouldn't be in coaching if we took things out on kids because of the way the parents reacted. We never take things out on kids because of the way the parents. But we want I want to make sure my players know that um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is I just want to go and have a quick conversation with them to let them know and understand that um, it's OK and that we are on the same team here. And one of the things I always tell them in a joking way um, is that the relationship I have with my players will always be more important than the one that I have with, like, with the parents. So the relationship I have with my players is really important. So I just get them right after, like the next day, whatever we have practice, and I have that brief conversation just to get them. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or awkward or the coach doesn't like me now because mom and dad spoke to him because the kid knows that his parents spoke to the coach. So um, for those that are, you know, I guess maybe considering, hey, I'm going to have some parent meetings about playing time. Make sure you get to the kid the next day so that he stays comfortable. Um, And there's no awkwardness and elephant in the room.
0: JP, as we're wrapping up our series here, I know as you've heard different examples of things that coaches can do, it can seem like a lot of work. You can look at your schedule and wonder, where am I going to fit another night in with parents or find a time to do this? And I would just encourage coaches, it doesn't have to look like what you've heard on this podcast, but it is worthwhile to find a way to connect with parents, to encourage them to connect with each other, and even for your players to connect with parents that aren't their own in some kind of a setting that has nothing to do with playing time and team assignments and all the potential conflicts that could unfold during the season, just to create some of those connections and build that community. And what we hope is a special experience for everyone involved.
1: Now, if you're looking for some other ideas, some other activities to do with your parents and even your players, I'd encourage you to check out the CoachTube course, the playing time system that you can get at thriveonchallenge.com. This course outlines from start to finish how to address that issue of playing time, not just with your players, but with the parents and to do it in a way that you're really providing a lot of transparency and creating more buy-in to player roles. You can save 10% off that course by using the coupon code COACHINGCULTURE. Thanks for listening in to today's episode. If you haven't already, head on over to thriveonchallenge.com and be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter where you can get the notes to each and every episode of the podcast.